Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. What's up, everybody? Thanks for stopping by the show. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and uh, I'm your host, Sean Dustin. So today is a uh, more of an update um, than anything. I know it's been a while since I've uh, put anything out. It's been almost a month and a half or maybe a little bit over a month and a half. I'm not sure. Haven't been counting. Uh, but I know what I have been doing, and... You know, I went back to work, uh, I would say probably going, I don't even know, it was really three months maybe, or I'm not sure. I've been, I've been back to work for a little bit and, uh, you know, I'm having a, I, I've been struggling with trying to find a balance and some of my, my behaviors actually, um, that I notice that are popping up, uh, like procrastination, um, uh, what else? Being lazy, um, you know, sleeping too much, uh, falling asleep as soon as I get home um, because I smoked some weed or, you know, uh, something, you know. And what what I've been able to kind of attribute, you know, those, those things to is um, just not, uh, trying to escape from something. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm imagining, right. Um, and indirectly. So what, what I've noticed is instead of like going when I get home and immediately going to, you know, take a shower and then go to my desk and start working on putting out an episode, what I'll do instead is go and sit down and, uh, you know, maybe take a smoke, a, take a hit of, 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 of uh, marijuana and just sort of escape from whatever it is that I need to be doing. And if I fall asleep, then, you know what I mean? It just, that's it days over pretty much because nothing's happening after that and so I find myself uh unconsciously doing this and and it's turned into a habit but what I what I've noticed even from before that um if I go even further into it is so I don't know if all of you are familiar with I, the trip that I took down to Florida in uh, the end of April of 2020 to be on a show called The Concrete Podcast. And I went down there, and it wasn't my best uh, performance. 
it wasn't my best appearance on a show. Um, and I was nervous. You could tell that. Um, I was just all business and not really personality. Like, I mean, if you watch some of my shows, you know, you'll, you'll see that my personality has come out and this wasn't that at all. And part of it was because that I didn't, uh, like I had prepared to come on to the show by listening, you know, I watched a bunch of episodes and got to know a little bit about the, uh, the, um, the host, right. And the only contact that I had with that show was the booker. And so when I got there, like I'd never had a, a phone one-on-one phone conversation with him. Like I do with, with guests, you know, to just kind of like break the ice and, you know, get a little bit comfortable. And so when I came in, it was like really cold and, uh, uh, it just, there was just nothing there. And, you know, maybe I'm just not used to that. And I've done that to people too. And so that was, it was really a a great exercise for me in seeing, um, like kind of how that felt on the opposite end, right? When somebody doesn't take any time to even like, he didn't know anything about me, really, except for, you know, his booker said that I was, you know, probably a good guest. He had heard me, I think, on another show where I'd gotten emotional and, uh, you know, telling my story. And so this was completely different. You know, I was able to tell some of my story, but I mean, it was in a more, uh, uh, like down to business, no banter, right? Between me and this guy, because we, we didn't, we didn't know each other. I mean, when I walked in and here's another thing where I screwed up too, is when I walked into that interview, I immediately gave him the things that I brought for him. Um, you know, I got like a couple of the shirts that I was wearing on that show, uh, that said, uh, nowhere to go, but up project. Uh, I got, I brought two of them for him and I gave them to him in the beginning before when I even got there. And I had done a little bit of research on him and, you know, one of his things that he liked to drink is bourbon. So I went and picked up a nice bottle of, uh, of, uh, Russell's. Um, I believe that's what the brand was, but I mean, I I mean, it's a decent, you know, price bottle of, uh, of bourbon. And, uh, you know, I, I get, I should have presented those while the episode was recording. Uh, that was my bad, but I mean, no mention of it anywhere. Um, you know, you can even see the bottle behind me in the interview, uh, cause of how they have it. And, you know, it's the one that's all the way to the, uh, left on that. So, so all that was kind of going through my head. I'm like thinking, what dude didn't even, you know, acknowledge in the beginning. Hey, you know, and so, you know, that was playing on me too. And, you know, I think it just goes in that instance, I think it would just went more of, um, just the age difference, right? I'm 47. I don't know. I believe he's probably late in twenties, uh, early thirties. Um, but from a different generation, right? You know, I, like when somebody takes that time, I guess it's almost, I guess you could almost um, liken it to when somebody takes the time to write a letter, right? Versus making a phone call. When somebody has taken the time to research 
um, you know, where they're coming on and then finding, oh, he likes bourbon. So let me pick him up a nice bottle. You know, most of the time that gets, uh, you know, people will, will acknowledge that, hey, wow, you, you actually took some time versus where, I mean, he didn't take any time at all, like to even know who I was, uh, what I was coming on there for. I mean, he knew that I was a meth addict, but I mean, that's pretty much it. That was the extent he was, you know, kind of going by the seat of his pants, um, and, and waiting and letting the, uh, letting the, uh, or hoping, I would say, hoping that the, he could get all the information he needed in, uh, in the interview or, uh, conversation. So, and, and that just aired actually. And, you know, so knowing that I didn't do my best there, right? Um, it just kind of I saw that there was a a when I go and I look back at the the statistics uh, on my own podcasting uh, host, that from that point on, my everything started dropping. Like I went from here, I can I can pull it up right now. I went from bah, 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 bah. hold on. So in May, uh, I went from like two thousand uh, downloads to I think it was like almost like twenty five hundred in uh, April, where I was putting out. You know, there was a point where I put out fourteen episodes a month for two months straight. Then it went down to twelve, and you know, May, uh, it went down to, or no, 2000. I don't know what it was. I can't see what's before May, but I know there was, there was two points there. Um, May went down to 1021. June went to 1002. July, uh, I think June I went back to work. Um, so that had a little bit to do with it. But July 598, August 358 so far this month. So, I mean, you could see a, a definite decrease from that point on. And what I think it was is that, you know, I just, I got some imposter syndrome about, you know, like, should I even be doing this? Like, I can't even show up uh, and, and give whatever on that on that episode, right? For whatever reason, like, I just knew that, like, I just... I just didn't like it. I, I didn't like how it felt. Um, I, I didn't like my performance. And so like all that was starting to play a huge, like play on my psyche. Right. Like, God, you don't even like, who are you? <laughs> like, who are you trying to be? You know, that imposter syndrome just started creeping in and it, it was winning. It was winning because it, look how long it's taken me to, to get back on the microphone to even, you know, want to talk to you guys again. You know, so it had an impact on me and, you know, it was almost like when I lost the, the election at the, uh, uh, for the union, you know, when I, when I went to, uh, uh, get not, when I wanted to get nominated to be a, uh, a business agent, you know, for my local and, you know, that whole campaigning and like, you know, and it, had, it didn't even have anything to do with that campaigning. It just had more to do with the fact that I had like invested so much time into this and this was my trajectory and this is where I wanted to go. And, you know, I crossed all the T's and I, I dotted all the I's and, you know, I did all of the things that I was supposed to do. 
And like, I didn't just not, I mean, I didn't only fall short. I fell flat on my face. Um, you know, like I had been pumped up by everybody, uh, you know, that I was, that supported me and I, I like, I really believed them. But what I, I didn't realize is that, you know, I hadn't done a whole lot on, on trying to, uh, trying to connect with my fellow peers. You know, I was so consumed up in the echelon of, of the, the, the union going to events and functions and, you know, volunteering my time and, and, you know what I mean? Being in that, but actually not being paid to be in that. I was just volunteering most of the time and, and, you know, getting elected to do a lot of these things. And when that didn't happen for me, when I was like, God, you know, I put so much time, like, this is the first time that I had actually put so much of myself into something, uh, and didn't, and didn't, like, I did it the right way. Like, I didn't find a way to, like I normally do, to get around something or find a way to cheat the system. Uh, you know, I actually put everything into it and I got, I got, I got served basically, um, you know, I, I had the lowest amount of votes and there was three people that were running for that position and I had the lowest, oh no, there was four. Was there four? I, I think it was three and I had the lowest amount of votes, but from all of them. So, I mean, here is this, you know, I have this, this idea of myself that I've built up and who I am and in, in this, in this organization and, you know, all of the merit, merit, merit things I did that were, that were merit. What's the word? Emeritus? Emer- I don't know what that word is. But anything that had to do with merit, because that's what I was thinking. I'm not out the door, man. It was all about popularity. And I wasn't popular amongst my peers. And it was, uh, and I, I mean, not by a little, by a lot. So that was like, like a, that was shattering to my ego, right? And so I, I literally, you know, like withdrew. Uh, from everything, you know, I hadn't, uh, you know, I had taken time off of work and gone on, I was living on credit cards, you know, trying to put everything I had into this, uh, into this election, you know, running up to the, to the vote and it all backfired in front in my face. You know, it cost me like nine grand, uh, in credit card debt and, um, you know, it just didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And I withdrew and i licked my wounds for probably i would have to say a good month maybe a month and a half slept the same thing like a, the same same uh same shit right and uh so it's learning you know a lot of a lot of i don't know if it's like people that have been like in my situation formerly incarcerated people that didn't really get that upbringing of you know what responsibility looks like and you know how to persevere through adversity um i mean i know getting through prison and and all of that is is you know not everybody can do that and not everybody does do that but it's a different kind of perseverance that's not because that's not that's not ingrained as something that like you're taught. That's just something that I had to get through. You know, it's not, it, it's not my default, right? It's not the default that I, I shift to when, when, uh, you know, hard things, when, when things get hard, my default for when things get hard are, is to shut down, 
uh, especially if I fail, is to shut down and just instead of pushing through that, like I just I gave up 100 percent. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I don't want to do this. Fuck these people, you know, uh, and just got like an attitude about it and, you know, just sort of cut everybody off. And, you know, and I'm still there at that point with with this union. I mean, I'm, I'm working. But I mean, I'm not. In, I'm not going to any of the meetings. I'm not involved like I was. Um, instead of persevering and saying, "Okay, well, I didn't win this time," and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying, and at some point, you know, you get into it. And a lot of it had to do with I'm just not. You know, it's just not what I want to spend my time doing. Um, you know, my daughter is way more important, and watching that uh, relationship and watching her grow and learn and and you know. Uh, learning how to interact with with you know her environment around her and the people around her it's amazing I, it's like i i feel like i feel like they did me a service by not you know what i mean because of what i realized that i was missing if i would have taken that position on uh, i mean you know it means a lot, a lot of time i mean there 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 would be time away from home and that would uh sort of subside uh, as you know, the, you know, for the first year you're doing a lot of traveling, um, you know, trainings and, and stuff like that. But after that, it kind of subsides, but I mean, you have to be available all the time. And so I just, I, I value my time with my daughter way more than I value, you know, that, uh, who knows, you know, I would probably feel differently if it went, if it went differently, but nonetheless, I'm, I'm still happy, but I said all that. And, and that was a lot. <laughs> Sorry, man. I get on these little stupid rants every now and now and again and lose direction of what I'm trying to talk about because guess what? Nothing is scripted in front of me. So you're, you're really be, you're really a hostage to my brain. Uh, if you're following me because it goes all over the place sometimes. Uh, but like I said, I said all that to say this, I, I'm recognizing and I'm observing some of these behaviors that I still have that do not serve me. And with the show, you know, it's trying to balance out, you know, and also yeah, here's another thing too. It's like I had 14 months, right? 14 months of getting paid doing what I wanted to do. And I couldn't, and I couldn't turn that corner as well. And, uh, into monetization for the show and have it sort of like start paying for itself and, you know, learning how to, to get sponsorships and, and, and to do this, you know, I started, a, I, I, you know, made an LLC for it, uh, at, towards the end. It's like, I had, I don't know, man, I just, there were, there was just a lot of things that were playing into me, uh, into my own, um, my own, I don't know, like behaviors of wanting to give up and, and just like, you know, just sort of turning my back on it. And I don't know, man, I, I just, I was, just, I just been struggling and I don't necessarily know why, like I see the behavior and I see, you know, where, where it started and, and kind of, you know, how it's moving and, and where it's manifesting. Um, as to why I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why I feel like, why I felt like that. And I allowed it to, um, you know, kind of permeate 
what I was trying to do uh, with this podcast as well. So, um, you know, I'm not perfect. That's for sure. Uh, never claimed to be. Uh, I'm a work in progress. And you guys, you know, if you're listening and following along, uh, you're following along on, on somebody who's letting you be a fly on the wall or inviting, not letting you, I'm inviting you to be a fly on the wall of, of my progression and just sort of learning about me through all the things that I've been through and, you know, what I've tried to do, you know, I think folks that have suffered, suffered with traumas and, and, you know, especially, you know, if you've been incarcerated and you've gotten out and you've, you know, you dealt with addictions and, and all of these other things, I mean, there's so much, um, and I'm not using this as an excuse by any means, but I mean, there's just so much there and so many years of, of bad behavior and, uh, you know, things that have been become subconscious or, you know, uh, defaults. That's not, that's, that's hard to, to, to break. Hey, hold on one second. I'm going to let the, let, let the boy out here. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what, what that is. And yeah, that's, what was that? 20 minutes to, to say that I didn't even hardly get anywhere. Um, so that's sort of where I've been mentally. Uh, that episode did come out, um, the, I think a day ago, I watched 20 minutes of it and I just didn't want to watch anymore. Uh, and you know, I, I jumped down in the comments and started, you know, reading the comments, which, you know, Rogan tells you, you know, don't stay away from the comments, but it's hard, man. It's hard not to want to know what people are saying about you or about, you know, your, your, you know, you like, I just told my story and, you know, there's some people that are bashing me. Some people are like, Oh, you know, it's guys full of shit. You know, everything he's saying is, is, uh, you know, rubbish or whatever. And, uh, you know, but there's also people that are saying, you know, Hey, you know, that are coming to my defense in there. Um, so that was also cool to see. And then also too, there's people that have been commenting that, you know, they're tired of this host's lack of, um, like finding anything out about the people that they're, that he's actually interviewing, like knowing something coming in. You know, so people have been commenting on that too. So, uh, I feel a little bit vindicated. Um, you know, like, uh, okay, maybe I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not that much of a loser. Uh, and I know I'm not a loser. Um, there may be, a, there was a point in time when that statement wasn't true, uh, or was true of being a loser, uh, loser ish, you know, but, you know, I think everybody's been at some point in their life where they didn't feel the best or they could have, you know, made better decisions, uh, could have performed better, could have done, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Uh, so I'm just happy that, you know, I'm getting a little bit more clarity of, of what I want to do and what direction that I want to go and kind of where I want to take this, um, you know, pivot that I want to make out of construction, uh, well, at least the hands-on portion of it, you know, I'm thinking of, uh, starting another show, uh, that, that deals with, uh, the building trades, which, 
you know, it's, it's my wheelhouse. I can talk to that. So, and, and it's needed too, cause there's tons of, uh, you know, that's not the only college is not the only way and getting indoctrinated into debt before you've even, you know, made any money is, is a horrible, uh, sort of blueprint, you know, to start life. Right. And so I think people need to understand a little bit more that, you know, there's, there's other pathways that you can take to get to the same, uh, place. It takes a little harder work. Yeah. You're not going to, you know, be sitting in a cushy office in the beginning, but you know, there is pathways to cushy officeness, you know, once you're in the trades and you've, you know, become a journeyman and, you know, you've worked in the trades for like 10 years. I mean, there are ways that you can get into the office, get in as an estimator, get in as a, um, you know, a superintendent, which is, uh, you know, mostly a salaried position. You know, there, there are pathways to getting off of the tools. If you're in a union, you can become, you know, part of the uh, business, part of your local, uh, and, you know, become a, an organizer or a uh, business agent or, you know, teaching in the school is also a, an option too in the uh, apprenticeship program. So it's just, you know, it's not just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a blue collar guy and that's all I can do or a blue collar woman. That's all I can do. I mean, there is paths to getting off of the tools. So, and I, I think people, they need to know that, especially with all of the, uh, the things that are coming out now with, uh, or that did come out about, you know, people, wealthy people cheating and getting, you know, paying money to get their kids into school, you know, scandal that happened, uh, with that. Um, and so it's just like, uh, I mean, corruption is everywhere. Uh, but we're not going to get into that. I don't want to talk about that. If you want to hear more about corruptions and stuff, I've got plenty of, plenty of content, uh, in my, in my catalog up to date. Um, you know, that talks about corruptions and stuff like that. Uh, this is more of an update on the show. So what I really want to try to do is, you know, the nonprofit is, is, is rolling. Um, you know, we're, we've, you know, about to do our, uh, our, uh, what are they called? Strategic planning meeting here coming up in September where we're going to sit down and like figure out where, how, where do we want to go? How are we going to get there? Um, you know, there's been some, some people that have come on and, you know, that have, have resigned, uh, just because they didn't. I mean, this is a startup. I mean, literally start up from the ground, even processes of a business, all that stuff is, is being worked on as we speak. So I, you know, I forgot about that part where, you know, it, uh, you know, doing that too is cause that, that, that became the priority. So like 12 hours, you know, basically I get home around four and, you know, by the time I get a shower, let's just say 4.30, uh, it's usually more like 5. So from 5 on is what I have to to kind of work with. And so the nonprofit has become, you know, the priority. The podcast has kind of slipped back, you know. Well, the priority actually is my, my daughter. And work, family, nonprofit, podcast. So you know, the podcast has been suffering quite a bit, but you know, I, what I'm going to do is, you know, after this, uh, update for you guys. And, you know, I think this is the, like the first solo I've done since episode three. That's a, I, you know, I, I, and, and there's reasons for that too. Um, you know, I, I use the, uh, guests as a crutch, so I don't have to, 
Um, so like I have things to talk about. I'm not like, I don't know. I, I, I think I just mind fucked myself into thinking that that was hard, which it doesn't appear to be as I'm doing it right now, talking to you at this moment. So, you know, the mind is crazy, man. If you allow it to, it will screw you out of everything. Um, you know, or talk you at least, at least steal your, your, uh, your joy, um, by, and I don't know if everybody's mind is like that, but I know mine is. So anyways, uh, that episode and I'm jumping around. I realize that, but that episode did come out and, uh, and I think, oh, I, th- I already, t- I already covered that. Sorry. My bad. That's why you should have some bullet points in front of you for folks that are, uh, thinking about becoming podcasters and, uh, uh, you know, or, or speakers in general, public speaking. I mean, Jesus, that's public speaking. One Oh one have bullet points. Uh, so you don't lose your, your structure or in structure, you know, which you're going to be talking about just a little bit. Um, so you don't wander. And I have a, uh, I wander quite a bit with my thoughts and my, my train of thoughts. Uh, so, you know, and you know, kind of how silly of me, I almost forgot that uh, a little while back, when was that? Uh, when I went to Las Vegas to meet my daughter for the first time, my uh, my oldest, who is uh, 21. And yeah, I met her for the first time. I, I went and flew out to Vegas, stayed there for the weekend. I think I was there Thursday night. Um, and I left Sunday morning. So all of uh, Friday, uh, we hung out. And we went and played, uh, well, first when we met, she came to the hotel and, uh, I was kind of, I was kind of nervous, right? Uh, excited and nervous and, uh, like everything that I was, I was going to record it and, and all of that. And that just kind of didn't work out, uh, cause you need like probably another person, uh, to do, <laughs> to do that. And I didn't want to have a, a GoPro strapped to my head, you know, I, I felt like that would be kind of awkward too. So, um, we, we met and then we went to the first place we went, uh, which was really funny is we went to a dispensary. So our first outing together, our first, you know, we, for, well, she, she jumped in the car and she's like, right, I'm going to drive. And I was like, all right, well, shit, you, it's your town. You know where to go. Uh, go for it. And so, you know, she drove us around. Uh, we went to one, the really, a real popular one, I think. Um, I can't remember what it is. It's the big one, though. Uh, and the line, and, like, we would have been there for, like, three hours. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm not really that impressed with, you know, wanting to see everything they got here. So let's, you know, let's try a different place. And so we went across the street and we were in and out of there in a while. And then we rolled a joint and, uh, that was, uh, and then, you know, sat in the, uh, we went, where'd we go? We went to, uh, we went to eat somewhere, her favorite place to eat. And so we sat, in the parking lot, just talking and, um, smoking. And we just, before we knew it, it was like 35 minutes. We'd just been chilling and talking about stuff, uh, in the car. And I'm like, dude, we need it. Let's, let's go inside. I'm hungry. 
and so we went and we ate and then after that we went to top golf and played there for a little while and just you know got to know each other asking questions like you know what are your favorite colors it's really it's just really getting to know her and her getting to know me and uh the next day we went to um what we do we went to uh ride paddle boards in the morning uh to the afternoon up at Lake Las Vegas and so we went paddle boarding on the water and then that evening were the fights. So that uh, really popular um, fight, UFC fight, the uh, the Conor McGregor fight was was happening. And we, I mean, I could actually see the arena from my hotel room as I was staying in the uh, MGM Grand Signature. And uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. So we just, I ordered the fight and we watched the fight. Uh, and you know, she came up with her boyfriend to my room, and uh, he's a. a MMA fighter, not MMA, but a jujitsu um, practitioner and, and tournament guy. So uh, that was cool. And that was it. Uh, next day, I, I went and met a colleague that used to work for me up here uh, in the trade and uh, went to lunch with him and then flew back. And, you know, that was really cool, man. I, I saw a lot of um, a lot of me and her. Uh, she's really, um, really smart. Uh, just her smile is, is pretty infectious. I just enjoyed spending all, spending that time with her and, um, getting to know her again. And, uh, we've been in contact, you know, we talk every, you know, now and again, not now and again, but, you know, we text back and forth. She's not much of a, a, a voice talker, uh, or, or a phone call. And I guess that's just the the generation, maybe, because um, I, I I would way rather talk on the phone than text. Te- to me, texting is is annoying, and I you know it's not it, it's not the I I think text messaging is cool for short message, but I mean if you have any kind of a conversation you want to have with somebody or any kind of uh, verbiage that you're exchanging. That's longer than, you know, hey, you know, what do you want for dinner? Uh, this or, you know, whatever. It's a horrible way to, to communicate. But whatever. I, you know, you just, just, I mean, I'm sure there was things that we did uh, that our parents, you know, thought were not the best ways of doing stuff either. So, yeah, that happened. And so that was uh, really cool. And I think the last... The last uh, thing I published on this podcast was her mom and I's uh, interview. I had her mom on the show prior to me going out there and then kind of, you know, just sort of having that conversation. And uh, so that's pretty cool. That's all I wanted to do because I'm actually interjecting back in because I almost forgot to to put that in. So, um, you know, back to the uh, other the rest of it. What else? Um, oh, I got my first uh, piece of content removed from uh, YouTube. That happened uh, this morning when I opened up my email and the live stream I did yesterday with a returning guest, which is uh, Dr. Uh, Joel Hirschhorn, uh, who I had done the live stream with in May. Uh, 
I brought him back because I was listening to a Union of the Unwanted episode where there was a roundtable discussion with a bunch of different doctors and some of my you know, alternative media friends. And, you know, I was like, oh, my God, you know, the, the information that they're bringing out, you know, I, I felt like I needed to say something because, like, this is crazy where doctors – uh, are being deplatformed for medical misinformation, like anything against the narrative for vaccines, for any of this is like, you know, they're just removing all your shit. They're censoring everything. And, you know, the, he was talking about, uh, he had just done an article about micro blood clots and then bigger blood clots that are coming uh, from people that have taken the vaccine that they're noticing. And you don't notice uh, in the micro ones, you can't, they don't show up in, in any of the, uh, like MRIs or, or uh, any of the imaging stuff, right? Uh, it only shows up in a, in a D dimer, um, type of blood test and they see it. And what's happening is, is that the spike protein, the spike actually sticks out and it's catching on, on stuff and causing like, um, like, like log jams, I guess. And this is a crude way of putting medical, uh, medical stuff. But I mean, it's like a log jam that's being created. And over time, we don't know like how that's going to, like what that's going to do. I mean, if you know, at some point that's where the, the blood clots come in, the, uh, the aneurysms, brain aneurysms are, are coming, are, are a, a symptom of that. Um, and so uh, maybe not a symptom, but a result of, of some of that, that they're seeing. So, and nobody's covering it. Uh, nobody is talking about it in the mainstream, you know, it's just, you know, vaccine, vaccinate, 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 vaccinate. And, and you can't even really call them vaccines either. Uh, that's not the proper, uh, name for them. I mean, a vaccine that you take uh, in my like if you take a vaccine for polio, it keeps you from getting polio. If you take a vaccine for chickenpox, it keeps you from getting chickenpox. You take a flu shot, and everybody knows that you you know still have a good chance that you might get it. You're just not going to get it as bad. Um, and so this should be sort of in that same category, right? Because it's, it's not keeping you from getting anything, and it's not the only uh, remedy out there it's not the only way out like they're trying to tell you like oh the, the our only way out of this is to vaccinate i think that's what uh, bill gates said and he's not the only one that said that a lot of other folks said that and that's not true uh there are other remedies out there there was early treatment protocols that were being blocked by dr fauci um in the united states uh you know those you know which one those are the uh the the h word and the uh, i word uh, and, and, you know, uh, zinc and, and quercetin and, and, uh, vitamin D and C and, and all of those things. I mean, you know, the stuff that are helping people to build their immune systems, that was being demonized as well too. So I don't know, crazy times. Uh, I got that, that, that episode got removed, uh, for medical misinformation, uh, on the vaccines, which is not true. There's not any misinformation there. It's just what it goes against their narrative and vaccine at all vaccinate at all cost, you know? And so it was an interesting episode. You guys can catch that. Uh, you're going to catch it here actually. Um, cause the first, I'm the next thing that I'm going to upload after this is I'm going to upload the first, um, 
uh, conversation with me and him where he was talking about his book called Pandemic Blunder. And then uh, the the next one will be part two, which was the one that got uh, removed from uh, what you call it YouTube uh, on Twitter. It's it's pretty pretty. It's going pretty well. I mean, within the last, uh, it's hasn't even twenty four hours, and it's two hundred and nine viewers so far. When I woke up this morning, it was one hundred nine, like one hundred and eighty something. And so, I mean, it's just the views are, are increasing. So, I'll probably get removed from there as well uh, at some point. All right, what else? Uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, I'm thinking on the. So I didn't. I didn't make an update when. I switched my show, which I probably should have when I switched the kind of format of it by doing it as a live stream and then just moving it over, uh, the audio to, um, a podcast. So that's just what I'm doing. And that's what I need to do. Uh, There are some episodes that I have out there that haven't been live streamed that I still need to get out. There's about 40 plus. I might do some of them. I might not do some of them as well. It just depends on what the, uh, like how relevant the content is and how good the conversation is. Uh, you know, cause not all, all conversations, not to say that they're good, but at this point, you know, trying to, to move through some of this and to get past this, this dog pile of, or log jam, like I, I said earlier, log jam of, of episodes that need to come out. Um, and, and the ones that I do as a live stream, they're just easier for me to pull across because all of the show notes are already done prior. And so I'm just copying and pasting and just setting up the, the, you know, what I want you to see on the, uh, on the hosting platform and, and whatever goes out to you, uh, whatever goes out to, oh, what is that? Uh, iTunes or Spotify or, or the podcast platforms. So what I'm going to try and do and shoot for right now until I can, you know, get a little bit better of a handle on, on work and, and, and work is actually slowing down. I was off two days this last week. Um, so, you know, I, I spent one of them with my daughter, um, and then Friday I took care of some stuff and today's Saturday. So that's why I'm, you know, doing this i finally got up the courage right i finally broke through that uh that block that i was having of like it was weird man it was like i had this i had this this thing that wasn't allowing me to like come in here and push record on like i can come in here and talk on on my my microphone through you know whatever it is that i do on clubhouse and and you know some of the other things that i i still uh, engage in but like pressing record and doing this was like, I just, I, there was some kryptonite going on here. I'm, I'm telling you, man, it was strange. And then all of a sudden after, you know, I watched that after that episode sort of, uh, aired, you know, it, it all of a sudden it didn't have any hold over me anymore. Cause I just started like, Oh, like people are seeing what I saw. Uh, and you know, are reacting the way kind of like I reacted. And so it was for whatever reason, it was like almost a gate got lifted and like, okay, there you go. You can go, you can go get back on the microphone and talk. And you know, all this is, is behind you now. 
it's so weird, man. The, the, the human mind and how it has control and like what you, what we allow our, our own minds to convince us of sometimes is so crazy. Uh, what else? Um, you know, I am trying to turn this into a full-time gig at some point. Uh, like I get so much joy out of, of doing this, um, versus what I have to do for a living. Uh, so, you know, any help that you can give would be greatly appreciated. Uh, if you have a business, uh, that's, that you do online stuff, uh, if you have like, like whatever it is, um, that you do and you want, you know, I can, that's a horrible pitch, right? <laughs> that is a horrible pitch. Jesus Christ. Hey, well, if you want to, you know, if you got a business and, you know, you need, you need somebody to talk about your business, uh, yeah, just let me know. Uh, yeah, hit me up. Uh, you know, Jesus. Come on, Sean. What's going on? If you would like to have uh, somebody or would like to advertise on the show, you know, if you are a, I don't know if, if you just want to support the show in your business and you want to advertise your business on this show, um, I have a, a tiered system for sponsorship. So just hit me up at nowhere to go, but up now at gmail.com and say you're inquiring about, uh, episode sponsorship and, uh, I'll shoot you a, uh, the tears and, and what that looks like, um, for sure. Uh, I, cause I definitely could use it. What else? We got one more thing. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing something. I, I always do. Uh, I need to get on the ball about being a little bit more, uh, organized with my thoughts, but then I wouldn't be me. Would I? You know, I'm kind of all over the place, man. I, that's, I mean, even like, if you look at my episodes, like you can, you can see my personality and, and kind of in, in my shows, uh, in my shows in, in like the, the randomness, like there's, it's like just completely random. Like there's no rhyme or reason to what I'm doing except for the, uh, comeback stories or the bottoms. Uh, that people talk about, you know, that I have interviews with or conversations with folks. Um, that's the consistent part, but everything else is kind of like out of the, pfft, it's all over the place. Well, uh, that's all I think I have. It's about 40 minutes. It's enough time. Uh, I've taken up enough of your time uh, with my talk. Yeah, and, and if you're watching a show and, and if you're getting something out of this show, man, that that's at the end of the day, that's all I can ask. You know, that that's what I want. And I appreciate all of you. I appreciate the support. I su appreciate you listening. I appreciate all of your, uh, you know, if you've gone on and done a review, uh, don't think that has that has gone unnoticed because it has not. And yeah. Uh, until the next time I decide to get up here on a solo, solo soapbox mission, <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, thanks for everything and, uh, 
keep it 100, stay true to yourself, because everything else is just noise. So not before I leave you with one of my favorite things that I've, my daughter, uh, she was playing around with Riley, uh, trying to get him to high five her. And, uh, she was like sitting there, you know, trying to, Hey, high five, high five, do it like this, do it like this. And he just wasn't, uh, complying with her. Uh, and at the very end, um, she said, uh, she said this. I know you, I know you love me, I know. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved. To connect to the show, book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.